Hello, everyone. Welcome to Lotus Listen. It's me, Fatima. Today, unfortunately, I do not have Calvin by my side, but he will be here for the next episode. So today, you will just be hearing me. So I hope you're excited for that. Today, I just want to talk about uh, mental health stigma and how people around us deal with our stress and our mental illnesses. So... Let's see. Mental health stigma. What is that, you might ask? So basically, a stigma is when people look down on mental health issues, uh, they look at it negative, they don't want to accept it, or they have a lack of knowledge on what the mental illness is. So for example, if you have explained to someone that you're dealing with anxiety, they might just assume that you're always nervous all the time. So they'll probably tell you to take a chill pill or just relax or listen to some music. Um, you know, they try to make it as simple as what it sounds. And even though it might seem easier said than done, people um, just have a hard time accepting a mental health illnesses. So for me, for example, uh, there's a lot of stigma in my culture. My dad is Egyptian and my mom is from Guatemala. So both of these cultures, even though they're different from each other, they basically follow the same mental health stigma. Um, depression and anxiety, bipolar disorder is not a normal thing for them. You know, as I grew up, um, I've tried to explain to my parents about depression and having anxiety. And to them, it was more of like, well, you're not motivated. You're being lazy. Um, you know, try to find some way to get out of the bed and get your day going. And it was never that easy to explain to my parents um, what it was like to have depression and stuff. And the crazy thing is they were dealing with it and they didn't know. To them, it's just hard life. You know, you just got to get through it, but not understanding that it does take effect on your days and how you move on with your life. And with my parents, I mean, it was hard. Um, I would, there were times I would stay in my room and I just don't want to do anything. And, and it was just sadness and I had no reason to be sad. You know, it was a normal sunny day, you know, I could go out, get my Starbucks, but there was times I was just not in the mood for that. And I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to clean up my room. Um, you know, I didn't want to get up and get dressed and put on makeup. It was just one of those days that, you know, my anxiety would take over so my parents would just, you know, always just assume that it was laziness. I was procrastinating and, you know, I didn't want to do anything. And it was really hard to, you know, try to get to understand that it's not because I choose to be lazy. It's I just can't deal with my mental health today. You know, we all have our bad days and today is just one of them. Um so I know many cultures do um, actually have to go through this. I know with all the different types of people around in my life, you know, I've heard the same thing, you know, that families will depend on religion for one. Uh, my dad is the same way. Um, you know, he's Muslim, so he believes in, you know, the power of God and how praying will help you uh, succeed. And as much as I am, you know, religious in, a, in an extent, um, I do believe that, you know, religion can help. You know, it feels great to pray and and meditate or whatever you want to do in a spiritual sense to help you with your mental health. But that's not all it takes, you know, to recover from these bad days. Um, you know, it was really hard to hear when people tell you, well, turn to God or, you know, you're not worshiping enough. You know, it's like. 
that's a stigma right there. You know, it's blaming your lack of religion or spirituality on your your mental health. Like the reason you have anxiety is because you're not worshiping. And, you know, that's not how it works. Our brain is not working in that way. And hearing that in my household was really tough, really annoying, because, you know, I had this belief uh, of God or of an existence, you know, that there was a creator out there. But I knew that it wasn't enough for me to overcome my anxiety. I knew I needed more than that. And just like any physical illness, um, you seek a doctor, you know, you go to the doctor, you want to get a prescription or you want to know what's wrong. You need a diagnosis on why your head hurts or, you know, why you're having back pain. And that's normal, right? When we tell people that we're in pain, you know, they immediately tell us seek help, right? Go to the doctor. But when it comes to mental health, you know, we're telling people I'm not feeling well and I'm so anxious. I haven't been able to eat. It's more of like you're thinking too much about it, you know, just, you know, distract yourself or go listen to some music go read a book, you know, go talk to some friends. But if I'm having a bad day, I don't have the energy to go hang out with friends. I'm, you know, I'm socially drained. That's not going to help me. I don't want to read a book because I can't focus, you know. So that's the thing with this mental health stigma that when we have a physical illness, people tell us to go see a doctor and seek help. But when it comes to our mental health, it's definitely a downfall. People don't want to um, accept that we're going through these illnesses or stress. It could be stress. It doesn't even have to be a disease or anything. But yeah, definitely many households, unfortunately, have this belief that prayers will help or distracting yourself or hanging around people, you know, this will keep you away from what you're dealing with. And honestly, that's not the case, Um, which is funny because today I actually ran into a tweet that had said, before you diagnose yourself with a mental illness, you should uh, do these things, get eight hours of sleep, uh, read a book, hang out, socialize, uh, you know, all the self-care tips, which is great and all. But honestly, how are you going to get eight hours of sleep if you're dealing with a mental illness? Like people wake up in the middle of the night because of their mental illness. You know, they can't get these eight hours of sleep. It sounds good, but it's not going to happen. And and, you know, he's telling us do not, you know, self-diagnose yourself. But obviously there's an issue. If you can't sleep and you're not able to interact with others, you're not having fun, it's time to go seek help, honestly. Like, you know, you want to go talk to a professional and wonder what's going on. So as well those tips are, I do believe you should get yourself diagnosed first because then you know the root of the problem and then you could try to solve it and then you could work on those self-care tips and you'll probably be able to get your eight hours of sleep. So um, that's a reminder of just like this mental health stigma, how people don't want you to diagnose yourself or they don't want you to actually see the root of the problem. They want you to do all the good things that will prevent mental health problems. But I mean, sometimes you don't know, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night for days in a row and you're just wondering why you can't sleep or whatever. And you're trying. So, you know, seek help. Don't be ashamed. If you can't talk to your family about it, find a close friend that you can trust, you know, speak about it. Um, you know, if you have insurance, look through any professionals that could definitely help you. It's un- that's covered. I know it's really expensive to seek help. So keep that in mind that, you know, try to find some insurance or, you know, if you just need to talk to someone, find someone that you could trust. But yeah, mental health stigma is really an issue. You know, people don't want to look at it. And another uh, stigma that there is is um, 
people always want to identify themselves with their disorders. So, for example, people will say, I'm bipolar. No, you should say, I have a bipolar disorder. You are not your illness. You know, don't let that become your identity. It's not a personality trait. It's not who you are. It's just something you're trying to overcome. So, uh, you know, you don't want to say, you know, that you are the bipolar disorder, you know, you have it, but you know, you're not that person, you're just trying to deal with it. So these are some things that we should be careful with what we say, because we start labeling ourselves. And you don't want to do that. You don't want to be seen as this bipolar person. I mean, you know, we try to overcome it. So don't make it as a positive thing to have, you know, it's great that you're getting help and dealing with it. But just be careful with how you label yourself. You're more than that. Um, let's see what else I wanted to also talk about um, how people around us deal with our stress and stuff just like when you're having a bad day and I actually I don't know about you but I'm really tired of people always telling me you're gonna be okay like (laughs) it makes it seem like I'm exaggerating and it's the end of the world for me and you're just telling me it's going to be okay. To me, you're dismissing my feelings. I know that everything is going to be okay, but if I come to you as a person and explain what's going on and why it's bothering me and why I feel such a way, it's not for you to dismiss me and tell me, oh, it's going to be okay. Other people have it worse, blah, blah, blah. Like, I get it. But What I need is someone just to listen. And my advice, which works for me, I don't know if it'll work for you guys, but this is what I have to say. If I vent and you have no response to how the person is feeling or no advice, it's better just to stay silent and just show that you are listening and supporting. Because at the end of the day, if I'm venting and you don't have anything to say that could help me, I honestly just want to vent. I want someone to listen to me. I want to let it all out, whether I'm yelling, you know, or cursing. And I'm not doing this personally attacking the person that's listening to me. It's just my way of being able to vent out all my feelings and let it all out. So again, if you're one of those who just likes to say, get over it, or you're thinking too much you're doing it wrong. (laughs) You're not being supportive right there. And when someone comes to you, you should try to just be very supportive, try to help them out, you know, listen. That's really what they want, someone to listen. If you're in a relationship or something, you can definitely just hug the person, give them a kiss on the forehead, you know, just show them that you're listening and supporting. So I really wanted to put that out there because I've seen friends or people in my in my life that will just say, you know, you'll be okay. And it's like, no, that I know it's going to be okay, but can I just get some support? Can you let me know that my feelings are valid, that I'm allowed to feel this way? So please, let's let's be careful in what we say to other people because your words can really hurt or make it worse. So let people vent, let them express themselves. I think that's the beauty of it. You know, if you're the chosen one for someone to come to, you know, appreciate that, that, you know, that person trusts you, you know, they, they want you to be by their side. And, but that doesn't always mean you have to always be there for that person. Let's, you know, boundaries, people, there's boundaries, um, I'm going to share like an example. Um, I had someone that I guess used to call a friend. And every time that person would hit me up, text me or call me, it was always 
you know, about their problems, you know, they would still ask me how I'm doing. And, you know, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm OK, you know, dealing with school, blah, blah, blah. But every time this person would uh, hit me up, it was always something wrong that was going on in their life. Like they always wanted events. And, you know, at first it was cool. Like, you know, I was like, oh, you trust me. Like, you know, you think of me as a great friend for me to be there to support you. And that's what I always thought of myself. I thought I was a great friend because I love listening. This is the reason why I'm a counselor in training right now in my master's program, you know, because I love listening. So anyways, um, this person would just always tell me their problems. And I would just be like, okay, hold on. I'm going through something right now. I need to deal with what's going on with me. So with you always coming to me for issues, it's a burden. It is. Because not only am I working on myself, now I have to figure out how to take care of you in a sense. Like, of course, I'm going to be there to support my friends. Of course, I'm going to listen. But you have to understand that there are boundaries. And I've told this person, you know, I can't always be there. You know, it's it's, it's just hard. I, I, you know, I have to deal with my issues. And when I'm ready, I can come to you and give you advice. Because if I'm going through something, I probably don't have the best advice for you at the moment. You know, I have to deal with what I'm going through. So don't be afraid to tell people no, that you can't help them. You'll listen, but not all the time. Like you set your boundaries. Um, I think that's very important. And some people will take it personally. They'll think that you're a bad friend. But these are people that are not accepting what boundaries are. You know, there's boundaries in relationships, you know. Um, For example, in relationships, you might be going through insecurities or low self-esteem. And you expect your partner to help you. And they're going to fix the issue. There's a boundary to that. Your partner is not going to fix it for you. Your partner is going to do the best to support you, to give you the confidence, you know, to tell you that you're beautiful or that you're amazing, but they can't fix that. That comes within yourself. So again, it's it's boundaries. Um, do not expect, you know, people to always do everything for you and fix it for you. Look after yourself. And this is a self-care tip, honestly, um, learning how to say no to people. And the reason why some people have it hard to say no is because, um, what's that word I'm looking for? Oh, they're, they're people pleasers. And, you know, that's a lot of people out there. You know, I'm not saying it's really a bad thing, but sometimes we just have to learn our self-worth and understand that we're not here to please people. You know, we all have our own lives. We deal with our own problems. You know, we all have our story, our chapters. And pleasing people, you're just allowing other people to take over your life. And you don't want that. So boundaries, people, keep that in mind. You know, kind of wish Calvin was here because I know he'd have a lot to say on boundaries. We had a good talk last time on relationships. And so, you know, we might get into that next time. So if y'all are looking out for some relationship tips, you know, me and Calvin will be there. You know, we have our experiences and you guys can give us your opinions on like any relationship issues you've had. You know, again, this is um, not only we're not only going to discuss mental health issues like anxiety and depression all the time. We want to talk about real life, like the way we handle our stuff and how we overcome a lot of stress, like in relationships, living with a partner or maybe getting married. You know, just we want to talk about life you know there's stress and everything there's challenges in life and we want to be able to discuss and help you guys with tips so yeah we'll definitely have those coming around soon 
but I really hope that you guys enjoyed listening today. Um, you know, I wanted to talk a lot about boundaries and stigmas and how we can um, get rid of this and help other people's, you know, let's increase their knowledge. Let's have some awareness. Let people know that you are not your mental illness. You know, it allows them to understand who you are, be able to help you and support you. So, um, yeah, I'm really glad I was able to talk to you guys. And um, well, I'm looking forward to the next few episodes and I really hope you guys can chime in and, you know, give us your opinions and criticisms. So, you know, so make sure y'all follow Lotus Listen. Email us at lotuslisten at gmail.com for opinions or anything that you have any experience you'd like to share that we might discuss to help you out. Maybe you'd like some tips or something. So, you know, definitely shout us out, you know, Lotus Listen on Instagram. You know, let's get those follows up. <laughs> let's spread the word around that we're here to listen. That's the thing. We're here to listen to you guys. So don't be afraid to send us your comments, your criticisms. You know, this is my first podcast. I want to make it a successful one. So I want to hear it all, the bad, the good. I'm here for it. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I'm really glad you guys are tuning into this. A lot of you guys are very excited. And that just makes me want to keep going and doing this. Uh, definitely want to help you guys out bring some awareness to mental health and you know life challenges calvin is excited to do this i will speak for him on this he wants to help you guys he has a lot of experience and you know we just want to share it with you guys now this is a safe space so don't be afraid so yeah i think that's all for today if you guys have any more opinions or comments for any few ep upcoming episodes let me know thank you guys I don't mean to mislead her, but if she believed every word that I said, I'd take it all back. She playing follow the leader, but that doesn't mean that I ain't gotta leave her. Oh, no. She say she could give me what I need. I should make her more than company. I swear she got that fire. But does it compare to Cali? No. She's so happy when she's next to me.